Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, BetQL Network Football Sundays are back. We're blessing you with 14 hours of live NFL coverage presented by BetMGM every Sunday starting at 8 a.m. Eastern throughout the season. Get pregame analysis on BetMGM game day, and you better you bet countdown to kickoff to in-game betting opportunities and post-game breakdowns on Inside the Betting Lines. Listen wherever you go on the Odyssey app and interact with our hosts anytime on twitch.tv at BetQL. Do not lose out. Okay, Aaron, let's continue our week one look for our Sunday, first Sunday of the NFL season. We got Titans and Saints. Tennessee is a three-point underdog on the road. The total is 41.5, one of the lower totals we will see on Sunday. How do you see this game playing out? Well, my first reaction was, you know, should this new-look Saints team be favorites? I'm not sure, and I do think the Titans are a team that when everyone counts them out, they seem to perform well. Now, Traylon Burks is a question mark. Is he healthy? Will he play? He's got a knee, as they say. I like it when they say that about injuries. He's got a knee. Uh, But he's got a knee injury. He did practice in full on Wednesday, so I'm assuming he'll probably play. But I just think this is a spot where either Titans plus three, or if you want to have some fun with it, uh, plus 147, plus 145-ish on the money line for an upset here. I think this is closer to a pick Ed. I'm a little confused why uh, the Saints would be three-point favorites when we really haven't seen what this team looks like yet. Well, we haven't, but I think there are certain takeaways we do have that put Tennessee in a really bad spot. I think first off, like Saints being three point favorites, like they're at home. And so, you know, if home field advantage is say two and a half or two, whatever you think it is, then, you know, on a neutral field, they're roughly the same. And that, that might be more of the cop out way to do this. So, you know, three seems right to me as far as like where you would put the number if you're just looking at it blindly, it's home field advantage. And the Saints have a great home field advantage, so there's that. But we've said all offseason long, the Titans have a terrible offensive line. It could be the worst in football. And you don't necessarily trust Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis to be able to manipulate the pocket enough to where they can overcome bad offensive line play. And you're going up against a Saints defense that, historically under Dennis Allen has been really, really good pretty much at every level. And that does start with the pass rushers. So this is something where play action may or may not be effective for Tennessee. So that's going to be a question. Titans defense, they play a lot of light boxes. Alvin Kamara is out. So this may be something where the Saints, you know, I don't know how much they're going to rely on the ground game very much because Tennessee is still able to stop the run effectively for the most part, even when they do play light boxes and they do need that extra defensive back and linebacker sort of playing back a little bit because the pass defense, there may be some questions there. So I feel like the Saints will be more methodical with Michael Thomas maybe getting the tight ends a little bit more involved. They are going to take at least one or two deep shots with Chris Alave. That's pretty much a guarantee. You've got this great receiver who was fantastic as rookie campaign, so why wouldn't you use him? I don't know if there's any props that I like here, but I just feel like that this Titans offense could be so bad out of the gate and could be so bad all season long. It is a low total of 41.5, and I still like the under. 
You mentioned the Saints <laughs> offense under Derek Carr. There could be a lot of questions, and that's fine. But they're not going to be so many questions to the point where they're going to be worse than what the Titans are going to feel. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, perhaps even ugly game. But look, you know, the Saints, maybe they hang 24-27, something like that, and that's about right. That means the Titans are scoring almost nothing. Yeah. I don't have a lot more on this one. We can move on. Not one of my favorites <laughs> on the board. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like you're not alone in that sentiment. I feel like a lot of people will, uh, you know, not necessarily get yeah. Sunday ticket just to watch. We don't have to waste content. the people's time, right? We, we touched. Yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> Who that though? Uh, okay, here's one a lot of people will care about. The Niners at the Steelers. This one is definitely of significance. And look, even though the 49ers, they are a trendy pick to uh, win the NFC, they're only slight favorites in this one. Just two-point favorites on the road in Pittsburgh. Another low total here, 41 and a half, Aaron. Man, this one I am looking forward to. We talked about it, Steelers in a teaser. I was even looking at Steelers' money line last night. But, you know, not a ton of value. The best number is plus 118, so I might as well just take the points plus two and a half. There's still some twos out there, uh, but I like two, plus two and a half. I think the 49ers are due for some regression. I am not buying into all the hype. I know Brock Purdy looked impressive last year, but he did have to rehab his elbow this offseason. It's fantastic. Nick Bosa got paid. He's really good. Not denying that. They don't have to worry about that now. But on the flip side, Kenny Pickett, had a phenomenal preseason. I'm expecting big things. And, like, Mike Tomlin doesn't have losing seasons. I'm expecting the Steelers to take a leap this year, and it all starts week one. I think the Steelers can pull off the upset in this matchup. I really like it, but I'm just going to stick with plus two and a half, the Steelers, on the spread. Another teaser leg I like a lot here because I do think the Steelers will keep this close. One prop that stands out, you mentioned Kenny Pickett. His passing yards number is just 221 and a half. So the over Ooh. is minus 115 on BetMGM. Oh, I love that. I like that over. That's like a bottom yeah, tier I like that quarterback over. passing yard type numbers. That's bad. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah, I did want to point out, I think week one is a great opportunity for props because we talked about how these lines get sharper, but there's still a lot of unknowns, especially this early in the season. So if you love betting props, I think now is the time you can really find an edge. I get that Kenny Pickett uh, performed really well under pressure a season ago. What was it? Three of his seven touchdowns were against the blitz and the Niners don't send five plus pass rushers very often. And, you know, especially if you're adding Javon Hargrave, you don't probably need to blitz that much because especially when it comes to the interior, the 49ers will be much improved than they were a season ago. And Nick Bosa's out there. So I get why Burr is a little lower, but pick it to Pickens, right? Deontay Johnson, who I like My even more in this connection. offense. Like, yeah, <laughs> like whether you think uh, Deontay Johnson should be one or two as far as your progressions, uh, still, though, I mean, you've got two good receivers that you can bank on. And while there are a lot of reasons to like this 49ers defense uh, to do good things again, 
I think regression makes cowards of us all. And I think they're probably due for a little bit of it. So it's not so much what Brock Purdy can or can't do, though. Like if he sputters a little bit, that just means Kenny Pickett will have more opportunities to be out there and get to his over. So that's that's a deal where if it is a lower scoring game, then Pickett will probably get more chunk plays, maybe not score a bunch of touchdowns, but at least move the ball enough to where you can get to 222. So that, to me, is the play over Kenny Pickett found, passing yards. I found a 215 and a half. Ooh. I love that for well, Kenny Pickett. I might have yeah. to tail that, Ed. Yeah, what should we do about good. TJ Watt, though? Like, he's going to be healthy. He's going to be a beast out there. And if we think Brock Purdy's regressing even just a little bit, is this an opportunity to, to bet on Watt in some way? Maybe. The other thing I was thinking is, is there value on like a Purdy interception? <laughs> hmm. I was thinking about targeting like the, all the rookies. I know Brock Purdy's not a rookie, but uh, there wasn't some, there wasn't a lot of value when I was looking at that. Cause it was like, surely you got to think like a rookie quarterback on the road, for example, is, is definitely going to have an interception. Maybe you could do it just for funsies. Uh, interception parlay. Okay. Give me a little scam game fun. parlay action. See what you can yeah. figure out there. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> I'll have to oh, take a look a in the breaks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the lowest total of Sunday belongs to Cardinals Commanders. It's just 38, and yet we do have a sizable spread. Commanders are seven-point favorites. Aaron, the one thing that makes me a little nervous and PFF pointed this out. And the more I looked at it, the more it made sense. The one thing that makes me nervous about our survivor pick and the commanders uh, getting off to a hot start. It is only Sam Howell's second start in the NFL. And in his first start, 11 of 19, 169 yards, one touchdown, one pick, just a 27% passing success rate. And while the Cardinals aren't going to field much better in Joshua Dobbs, this is something where, yeah, I think Sam Howell can be a solid quarterback and certainly he had a great preseason, but it is still just his second regular season start. It, does he make some uncharacteristic mistakes? Does he do some wonky things? That, to me, is a big question mark. So is that the consensus, commanders for Survivor? I wasn't yes. sure if we decided. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I agree. As someone who's in Washington, that is very scary. I mean, on paper, they should. This is this is one of the Cardinals have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Like Joshua Dobbs, what are we doing? I, I They've got to win this game. I mean, it's silly. And I mentioned it. I mean, in Sports Talk Radio here in Washington, they're calling it a must win, essentially, which is absurd for a week one game but you cannot lose to the cardinals and I mean, they have done so i mean this team is in disarray let's just face it i don't know how they're even going to be motivated especially without kyler murray so i think this is definitely a commander spot i like it i like them in the teaser so i'm with you it, it's they, they just gotta win and now also what i saw from the chiefs without eric Bieniemy makes me even more excited we all know he was yelling <laughs> at his players all off season he will have them prepared sam howell will not lay an egg this will not be a clunker for him don't worry we got this 
Is it also possible Hollywood Brown may not be 100% for Arizona? So then where does the ball go anyway? That's another question. You can't even throw to anybody. Then what, Commanders what the by double digits. <laughs> wow, there you go. I like it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Bet Spurts will share his favorite plays for week one of the season. That's right here on the BetQL Network.